0: Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. What's up, everybody? How you doing? You guys live out there? Good job, babe. You mentioned info. Brian was smiling in the back. And uh, we're so excited for Easter pony rides. Who's going to ride some ponies? Poor ponies. <laughs> Let the kids ride first, okay? That's all I got to say. So, anyway, we're starting a new series called Jesus and We. And so, we're really excited to dive into some of the values of our church to take the next couple weeks leading to lead into Easter. Just dive into what are we all about? Who are we? And so, so many times we talk about Jesus, we talk about from our own perspective. You know, we talk about our own personal story when we came to Christ. Uh, we talk about a story of what God did in our life. But wouldn't it be cool to talk about what Jesus is doing in our lives, right? What is Jesus doing through real life? And so I think you can make a great argument in the Bible that it's not only that we have a personal relationship with Jesus, but we also share a relationship with Jesus. Amen? That our church moves as a body. And by you having more faith and you doing more for God, it inspires me to do more for God. Like people are watching our lives around us. And so as we live for Christ together, we can make a bigger impact. And so we're going to dive in the next few weeks to see what God is going to call us to do. I believe something big is going to happen through our church. And so we're going to encourage you guys to build your faith. We believe something's going to happen powerful as we do it together. And so, uh, you know, praying by yourself is awesome. I mean, if you're like an awesome prayer warrior, which there's some of you guys out there that are constantly texting me, I'm praying for this, I'm praying for that. And that's awesome. But when you pray as a group, right, when you get the we involved, all of a sudden things are different. I remember in a youth group I, I ran for a long time that we would get together, and there's a couple camps around. We just prayed and prayed and prayed together. Our group was just known for prayer. In those moments, we actually took a list of all the stuff we are praying for in these little notebooks, and every prayer we prayed was answered. I mean, that is, it's unbelievable. And so our faith was like building and building and building, and so it's different when we do it together. Like, think of worship. How many like to worship in the car? No, you you crank it, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? And, uh, you know, the reason you do that is because at church it's like, oh, you know, but the car, like, it's a safe space, right? You can pick your boogers and, you know what I'm talking about. You're like, dude, there's something in there. What is this thing? Oh, whoa oh. back of your brain, you know, kind of thing happened. <laughs> Who was that laughing over there? <laughs> Crazy. Brian, that's where, but we worship, right? We get into it in the car, we're like, we're cranking whatever, you know, and you get to church all of a sudden, like, when you see everybody doing it. And you know, it's like, wow, man, this, this God's way bigger than me. This is way bigger than myself. And you go on missions trips and you go to different camps and different conferences, like the Stronger Men, you, you go to these things and you see what God is doing across the nations, across people, and it's powerful. Like the throne room of God with all nations' tongues, all these different groups of people singing to Jesus. It's an incredible picture and it inspires us to do more together. So what I want to do is look at two things that we can do together as a church. And so we're going to look at one this week, one next week. And so just praying that God will stir your heart. That God would just motivate us. That God would just give us a new vision for what he can do in our lives. And so we're going to dive into our first statement. So our first statement is this. With bold faith. We take bold steps of faith and dream big vision. We take bold steps of faith and dream big vision. We'll never insult God with small or impossible thinking or an unwilling attitude. That we take bold steps of faith, trusting God will provide for what he's called us to accomplish. Amen? Amen. Bold steps of faith. Dream big vision. Not to insult God with small or impossible thinking or an unwilling spirit, but believing God is going to provide for what He's called us to accomplish. Like, this is who we are. This is what we're asking you to do. This, what does this mean? Who are we? What are ways of people? It means that we're going to seek God for the impossible, right? Like, we're going to pray for that miracle. Like, we're going to pray that God can show up because there's things that only God can do we can't do on our own. And so, we want to be the generation that changes the generations to come behind us. So, we're going to kind of bet the farm, right? Like, we're going to bet the farm on Jesus. Like, we're going to put it all in. Like, it's going to be Jesus plus nothing. We're going to be bold with our faith. We're, gonna be, we're not going to be secure. We're not going to be comfortable. We're not going to sit in the boat. We're going to step out. Like, that's what we're talking about today is bold faith. So what I want to do is look at two different stories in the Bible. And these are two stories that each Jesus was amazed. He left each of these situations amazed at something. But he's amazed for different reasons. And so I just going to travel through this and just kind of put this in your head. But the first one is this, that Jesus goes to his hometown. Jesus goes back to Nazareth and begins to teach, begins to preach, he begins to to heal. And of course, what happens, right? Nobody believes him. Like, you're just the carpenter's son. And it picks up in the story in Mark chapter 6. It says this, Jesus could not do any miracles there except to lay hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was what? He was amazed. He was amazed at their lack of faith. He was amazed. He was just dumbfounded. Like, they don't believe I can do this. They don't believe who I say I am. They don't believe I have the power of God inside of me that I'm just that dude. I'm just the carpenter's son. That's all I am. The second story is found in Luke's gospel. It's a story of a centurion. This is a person that was in the military. It's somebody that a Jewish person would, would not like. They would hate this person. And this, he had a servant who was sick, and so he sent somebody to get Jesus. And when the, when the centurion met up with Jesus... This is what the conversation. He said, hey, Jesus, you don't need to go to my servant to heal him. You can just speak the word right now, and he'll be healed. You don't have to go there. And Jesus makes this comment, and he follows this. He says in Luke chapter 7, he says, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him. He was amazed at him. And turning to the crowd following him, he said, I tell you, I have not found such what? Such great faith. Such great faith in all of Israel. That this man has so much faith, I don't have to travel to even lay hands on him, that I can just say the word and it's going to be done. That's the kind of faith that Jesus wants to have in our lives. So you have one type of faith where it's a lack of faith in Jesus' amazed, and you have another type of faith that's amazing faith. So the question this morning I just want to ask is this. If Jesus looked at your life, Jesus looked at your life, how would he be amazed? Would he be amazed at your great faith or would he be amazed at our lack of faith? Which one would it be? Would it be big, audacious, faith filled steps of following him? Or to be, man, just not getting it yet? Which one would you think it would be? So, I want to do, I want to just kind of help you to be honest with yourself, just kind of think through this. And so, i want going to help you kind of rank your faith on a scale of one to 10. So one being like, this does not happen. It's like, I know what you're talking about. And 10 is like, hey, I'm all for Jesus. I'm all in. Like, God's working through my life. And so I want you to rank this. So just look at the last seven days of your life. Just pick the last week, okay, between last Sunday and this Sunday. Look at, look at that time period. Because it gives something we can measure. And so the question is this. Did you attempt something bold during the last seven days? Did you attempt something for God that only he could provide for? Like, if he didn't show up, this was not going to happen. Is that would be like a 9, 10 kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? And look back. Did you have that kind of prayer life? Imagine if every prayer you prayed last week came true, like instantly. So you begin to pray, and boom, God says yes, and boom, God does that, and boom, God does this, and boom, God does that. Imagine what would be different. What would be different if your prayers came true? What would be different in the world? If you prayed last week and God answered every prayer, what would be different in the world right now? People healed of cancer, there's orphans getting fed, people coming to Christ. I mean, life groups, marriages, marriages are healed. Things are different, right? We pray for those things. But maybe you're like, ah, uh, my, my meal was blessed. <laughs> I, made, I made it to my grandma's house, man. You know what I'm talking about? We have that prayer, like the prayer of safety. You know, it's like, oh, Lord, bless this trip. And it's like, I love that prayer. I mean, it's, it's a good prayer, right? I don't know if it's a bold prayer. <laughs> I mean, unless, unless I'm driving. Okay, then you better pray that way. But it's a bold prayer, like to step out in faith and say, hey, God, do something in my life. Do something in my family. This is, we're going to step out. We're going to do this. That's a bold step. You know, for some of us, we look back and say, man, uh, ain't nothing be different. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like, oh, I didn't pray at all last week. I forgot. I didn't do it. It didn't happen. It's, it's not who I am. I, I want to. I want to. That's not bold faith we're looking for. You know, some of us, uh, you know, we pray for, the, we pray, I call it the napkin prayer. You know, you're at like McDonald's, you know, awesome restaurant, right? And um, all of a sudden, you know, like, oh man, I got to pray for this food. We're Christian. Lord God, thank you for this food. Amen. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like you got that person that's kind of, like, I don't, I don't make this awkward. Lord God, thank you for that food. You know, <laughs> like we're not, we're not bold, right? Like God's calling us to some boldness that would we, that be different, that something would be different in the world because we're, we're here, we're living it out, we're asking God to move around our lives. And so would God be amazed by your great faith or be blown away by your lack of faith? You know, as a church, I believe God is calling us to be a church of big faith, amen? A church that says, hey, I'm willing to take that step. Like, I don't know, I have no idea where it's going to go, but I'm going to take that step that he wants us to dream a big dream for him. He wants us to trust him and then we'll look at how does that look like in our life and so I want to inspire you guys today I want to encourage you guys I'm not trying to come down you guys I know so much like man I don't know where this is going I want to give you three practical things to help you build big faith three practical things that'll help you that some facts about faith that'll help you so number one is this you cannot play it safe and please God you cannot play it safe and please God man I wish you could that'd be great you know like you could just be like, I got the blueprint; it's going to work out. But it doesn't work that way. The Bible says in Hebrews eleven six. It says, "And without faith, it is what impossible. It's impossible. It's absolutely impossible without faith to please God. If it can be accomplished on your own power, you don't need Jesus. Like if you can plan it out on your Excel sheet and you can map out every single step and you got everything under control and you got it all under your power, you don't need Jesus. It's not. It's not going to happen. It doesn't require faith. You can't play it safe and Please, God. You know, so many times we think uh, people in the church, if you're super spiritual, you got this like faith face, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I'm li- I'm walking in the spirit and you're like never afraid, you're never scared, you're never uncertain, you're never weak, you're never doubtful. Like sometimes we think that, right? Like I'm just not spiritual enough to have this kind of faith. I'm not spiritual enough to have this kind of faith. And Let me just kind of give you an illustration of what faith is going to look like because faith is messy, right? <laughs> like faith has doubts. Faith has uncertainty. Faith has those moments because it's walking by faith and not by sight, right? You don't necessarily know where you're going to go. And let me give you an illustration. So I love wakeboarding. Any wakeboarders out there? Yes, me and my one friend. Okay, cool. And you're actually part of the story, so that's perfect. All right? Well, wakeboarding season is coming up, so I'm getting geared up, so I'm going to start throwing some wakeboard stuff. But anyway, um, I, mean, I, was, I was in a boat full of friends. We were at Blue Springs Lake. And, uh, you know, I've been working on jumping wake to wake. You know, some of you guys can do that. Scott can do this. He didn't raise his hand, but he does wakeboard. He's a good job at it, too. Um, But I was learning how to jump to wake to wake. So I I could get, you know, like this high, right? Maybe like this. It it was nothing. So I'm like, man, I want to get up here. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I want to be like, you know, cool Instagram picture, right? Like, get up here. I don't care if I crash. Get up here. All right. So I'm talking to, I think Josh might have been there and his cousin and stuff like that. Well, his cousin wakeboards a lot. He's like, hey, man, what you got to do? He's got to get out there and cut as far as you can out from the boat, and just go as fast as you can. We get to the wake, just damn tall. All right, that sounds like fun. So you get out there, and if you've ever been behind a boat, like who's actually done water sports? I'm talking to half the crowd. Cool. Well, next time we'll get better illustration. But if you ever been behind the boat, you know the water's a lot faster and harder when you're back there. Okay, because you're in the boat, you're like that looks easy. <laughs> Psh, easy. Anybody can do that. And then you do it, and you're like, okay, this is. Get some courage, man. So I cut out as far as I can. I'm, I'm I'm out, way out in the flats. You know, it's it's done. I'm like cutting out harder, harder, harder. It's like, man, am I going to do this? You know, the wake's tall. It's going faster than I usually go. It's going to hurt. Didn't work out. And you just got to say, I'm done thinking, right? You just got to stop thinking, and you got to commit, 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 commit all the way through. And so I just cut in harder, 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 and just boom, stand tall at the wake. And of course, if you if you know where the story's going, um, I I. Basically, I've, I did go really high. I was super high. <laughs> it looked higher because my body was inverted because the board exploded up above me. So I'm up like this and I'm looking back at the boat and everybody just arises out of their seats, right? And you know it's gonna be good when they're like, oh, nick they get that face. And I'm, I'm like 87% sure I screamed a cuss word. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm 100% sure I thought it, but I don't know if I screamed it. All right. That's faith, right? That's faith. That's faith. I had no idea it was going to land. I did land. Just went on the board. You know what I'm saying? Like right my back. And boom, you, know, you won the boat. No, I'm good. Let's do it again. You know, I'm just that dumb. That's why I'm up here. You know, just like mine's gone. Right. But I love it. Right. That's that's what it takes. The faith. That's faith. You think faith is clean. You think faith is easy. You think faith is predictable. If it, if it's, it's not. There's no certainty in that. You just got to go for it. You just got to go for it. There's no, it's an ah moment, right? Ah. You have no idea. You got to put yourself out there. You got to take a risk. And so if you're not scared every now and then, you're probably not living by faith. Because it's going to be scary. It's totally unpredictable. You've got to take the chance. You've got to go for it. You think of Peter, you know. He gets out of the boat. Hey, Jesus, what's up, man? And then he sinks. And the whole time, everybody's like, man, Peter should have more faith. Dude, all the other people are in the boat. He did walk on water. Nobody else walked on water. He did attempt it. I would encourage you just to try it. Just attempt something for God. Just have a big vision for God, big vision for your life. Just step out. Just be like, hey, I'm going to do this. If you fail, good. It's falling forward, right? Like, you're going to get up. It's going to work. I mean, today we had, like, falling curtains, you know? Like, (laughs) you know what I'm talking about? It's falling, you know? And we put it back, and it works. It's great. We learned, all right, you fail forward, you fail forward. You know, you think, you think it's gonna be easy, right? You think it's gonna be easy. You're gonna miss God if you're not willing to step out. You know, failure, failure is part of it. You can't actually find God unless you fail. Like, you have to take a step of failure. You're gonna find 100 ways not to do it, Right? We just hope that, you know, eventually find out. And God is going to prove himself what? Faithful. He's always faithful. So never let fear of failure talk you out of taking an act of faith. You've got to step out of the boat. You can't progress as a wakeboarder unless you're willing to get a little messed up. You can't do it. You know what I'm talking about. You cannot get to the next level. Like, there's a point in any sport where you just got to go for it. There's, it's unpredictable. Like, there's no way it's going to land easy. Like, you can't just roll out a 360 or invert or a giant thing and just expect it to go well. you got to take your falls. And so for following Christ, like, take the step. Get out of the boat. Jesus isn't calling us to the boat, guys. Like, you know what the boat is? The boat represents security. The boat's safe. It's secure. It's familiar. It's certain. It's predictable. It's easy. It's comfortable. But God's calling us to the uncomfortable, to the uneasy, to the uncertain, to the things that looks nothing like you may have thought it would look like. And he's going to use that when we take that step of faith. You cannot play it safe and please God. Second thing is this as long as you have a guarantee, you don't have faith. As long as you have a guarantee, you don't have faith. Bell says in Hebrews 11, 1, it says this faith is the confidence, the confidence that God or that what we hope for, so hope for, that is not a guarantee. Confidence that we hope for something to happen. You're not guaranteed. I'm hoping to land on the board, right? <laughs> Did not happen we hope for we have no guarantee that we will actually see what we want to hope for happen it gives us assurance about things we cannot see you know the problem for many of us is that we want to guarantee right like i hear it all the time like i would love to do this but you know if i knew if i knew that was going to happen if, I, if I, that was you know if this was going to work out that way if, if this would change then i would do that and we always have these reasons right and i remember in 2008 um i began to do a business there's landscaping and stuff and i got into the snow removal business so who's done snow removal three of you cool so illustrations are bad today Anyway, no, just kidding. So I'm doing snow removal, and I bought my first blower. and my mom, I'll never forget, she looks at me and she goes, dude, it is global warming, the climate change, you're not going to push any snow ever. I was like, okay, that's cool. I just told her, I said, I'll have the corn on the market when it snows. I understand. It's cool. And, uh, you know, for the, for, the, for the next five years, okay, so through 2013, uh, out of those, those six total years and six seasons, five of the seasons were record top 20 snows, of, like for the seasons in Kansas City. In the inside the top twenty, but you had to take a step, right? Like, do you know it's going to snow? No. So I sold my equipment eventually, okay? Because God called me to do more for Him in some different areas, and I sold my stuff to Barry and hadn't snowed since. So I don't know what's going on, man. You're just not living right. <laughs> Look at his face. Come on, man. It was a good season, dude. He's looking at. <laughs> oh man, right, guys, can we just stop the service and pray for Barry right now? I'm just kidding. I love you, man. But here's the thing. It may not work out. It may not work out. You have to be willing to step out of the boat. You can have faith or you can have control, but you can't have both. You can have faith or you can have control, but you can't have both. You can't have both. It's impossible to have both. You know, launching this church, when when the idea first came in my head, my first thought was, there's no way. I mean, it wasn't like, I would, hate, I would love to say, but like, yes, God's got it. But that, I mean, when God's saying, I want you to launch a church, you're like, me? Bunch of what? With what? Like, what What a Like, when I, I, I went back and I started thinking, I was like, man, I, didn't, I need to have more bold faith. Because I remember saying, it's like, there's no way we're going to have enough money. There's no way we're going to have enough people. There's no way we're going to get ARC approved. There's no way I'm going to get some of these overseers we got. There's no way we're going to have PCI come in with all these awesome portable cases so we can set up easy and not be in a trailer full of like rubber totes, you know? There's no way, like, how are we going to do this, God? How are we going to do this? You know what I'm talking about? You've been there? You're like, oh, and it just talks us out of it, right? There's just no possible way. And then God spoke to me and he said, hey, Sean, you know, I want you to be part of an incredible story that you can't write. Like I want you to be part of something bigger than than, it's it's not about you. Like this isn't about you, man. This has nothing to do about you. Matter of fact, it has nothing to do about anybody else. It has about Jesus, and I want to write a story that you can't author because it's my story. I was like, okay, God. Like you're going to have to do this because there's no absolute way. And so here's the lesson I learned from it. The key is this: what God wants to accomplish isn't contingent on your ability. It's not contingent on your ability. You're right. You are not smart enough to do this. I am not smart enough to do this. I'm not the greatest speaker. I'm not the greatest this. I'm not the best at that. I'm not the, all these excuses, right? But it's not contingent on my ability. It's contingent on my humility. It's humility. Like you want to go far with God, you want to step on the faith. You have to be humble because it's God leading it. And You got to say, God, take, take the reins. God, only you can do this. I'm going to serve you, God. I know it's going to get messy. It's unknown. It's a journey. I get it. And so it's not me, God. I'm not. I'm not ever going to be everything I need to be to be in the place you're calling me. But it always calls us up, right? He always calls us out of the boat. Like, I don't know how to walk on water. I don't know how to land a wakeboard on a big thing. But God's calling us there. And so I want to encourage you, like, step out. Step out what God's calling you to do. Have the faith that God's calling you to take. You know, I I, I had to commit. Like, I had to just commit. Like, hey, God, we're going to launch this church. We have five people or 50 people or 500 people or 5,000 people or 50,000 people. Whatever kind of people have, we're going to run it the same way. Like, we're going to bring it. Like, we're going we're gonna to bring the word of God. We're going to have awesome, passionate worship. We're going to care about kids. We're going to love people. We're going to serve people. That stuff's not going to change. It do not matter who shows up, God. I'll preach to myself. Like, we'll just start looking in the mirror. God, this is what we're going to do today. You know, like, we're going to do it. Because we have faith. Like, we're gonna start doing what God's calling us to do no matter what, whether it comes in or out. Like, we're gonna follow God. We believe God do incredible things to this launch. We believe God. We began praying for our city that revival would happen, that hope would stir communities, it would change people's lives, that people find life and purpose in Jesus. We're praying bold prayers. We started saying things we never said before. We're like, man, God's got a bigger vision than we do. We gotta step up to God's plate. Like, God wants to minister to people. And so for us, we said, man, we're gonna believe God. We're gonna be faithful with what He calls to do. For some of you, it maybe looks simple. Like, what's the big thing God's calling you to do? Maybe as simple as just having a vision for your life. Just step in that next place and say, you know, I'm going to pick out the direction God's calling me to go. I'm not going to float down this thing called life. For some of you, have got to turn the application in, right? Some of you are like, yeah, I need to do some things differently. Maybe you got to turn into resignation. I mean, there's probably, <laughs> there's one. <laughs> or two, who knows? But yet, there's some things you need to stop doing. You're just like, this isn't God's will. I'm not where God wants me at all. I've got to stop, I got to cut some things out. You know, some of you guys got to ask that girl. You know what I'm talking about? You got to get some courage, get some faith. You got to ask that girl. Like, I'm talking to these guys over here. <laughs> He's looking at me, what? You ask those girls out, you know? Hey, when it all works out, okay? When you have your firstborn son, just name him Sean. I, I gave you the encouragement. So just, you know what I'm talking about, just throw some out there for you. All right, but some of you guys may, maybe start a business. Maybe God's calling you to do something more in our church, maybe more in ministry around the world. Maybe God's calling you that. Maybe there's a burn, burning in your soul. And so, you know, we always want to know steps 3, 4, and 5, and 6, and 10, and 50, right? We, know what, we want to know what's going to happen, right? We want to know. But you don't know until you take steps 1 and 2. You don't know. God's not going to give you any more than that. You just got to commit. I remember when we committed to start this church, and I was like, phew here we go. I mean there's no looking back, you know, like we're gonna go for it. Like God's calling us, we don't have any idea where to go. We're gonna take that step. And so this as long as I guarantee you don't have faith. If you haven't figured it out I love water sports, okay? I love water sports. And so over, over the time I've been doing water sports, I started skiing when I was three or four years old, okay? I've been doing this a long time. I've trained a lot of people how to ski and how to wakeboard and surf. And I'm not like the greatest at any of these things, but I know enough to get people out of the water, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm on a boat, and people love that. So we come out. We, we teach people all the time how to do stuff. And what I've noticed a lot is that people go in the boat, and, like, they'll see a video on YouTube or something else. And the first thing it says, man, I want to jump wake like the wake. Whoa, go Jesus, you know? Like, I, I want to do a 360 on the surface water. I mean, I want to I get up on a ski. ski. You ever ski before? No. Cool, man. Probably not going to be your day, unless you're just Jesus. I mean, how are you going to do that, right? Like, they just have these big visions, and you're like, okay, guys, who's up? This is where the excuses start. <laughs> if you're a boat driver, you know what I'm talking about right now. You know I'm ta- it's too cold. It's too cold. Oh, my tennis elbow. I not play tennis. You're you know? I mean, it's too hot. It's too cold. Oh, this life jacket. If this life jacket would fit better. That life jacket nothing to do about you. All right? You know what I'm talking about? I heard somebody say this one time. Well, the water is too wet. <laughs> Getting off the boat. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Throw them out. Get in the water. And so we, we don't do that. We just give some encouragement, you know? Like, you can do it. You can do it. You know, it'll be fine. You're not. Getting, you know. This you're gonna fail. It's gonna be fine. You, if you actually hold the rope for three seconds, you're doing great. You know. Like we just help them along, help along, and they finally like, oh yeah, I'll go, I'll go, and they start kind of going. You know. And then all of a sudden they, they they fail. You know. They're gonna fall. They're gonna face plant. They're gonna eat it. They're gonna have a, a lot of things happen. You know. And then they're like, man, that was so much fun, but they didn't get the Instagram moment right. Because we all want to get promoted, but we all we don't want to prepare. Like we all wanna get the big top dog, like awesome, cool picture, being flying through the air, doing whatever, grab, but you don't wanna prepare. You gotta work. It's a lot of failure. Every wakeboard run ends in a fall, amen? If you're, not, if you're not falling, you're not trying. Like you just don't play it safe. You always fall. You always fall, just get used to it. I would tell these kids all the time, man, you're just gonna fall, love it. The best part of it, get back up. And so for Jesus, like what are we doing for Jesus? You wanna be great, but you gotta take a step towards your destiny. You gotta step out of security. You gotta step out of the boat. You have to give yourself permission to fail, right? Who has given themselves permission to fail? Like, I'm willing to fail. Hey, we're gonna start a church, and it may fail. I always say, it's better than drywall. No matter what I'm doing, it's, you know, whatever. better than drywall, like, God's got this, right? I'm not worried about it. Like, if it fails, you know what? We, we tried, and you know what? It's not failing, it's not failing. Matter of fact, it's complete opposite. my faith is like, boom, like what's next? Like what vision can I have for God that's just impossible? Let's just name something right now and just go for something bigger because God has always been faithful when we step out of the boat, man. You think of Abraham in Hebrews chapter 11, verse eight, it says, by faith, faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place, he would later receive as an inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he, what, did not know where he was going. I mean, do you know God is calling you on a journey? Most of us miss this. This is really important that God isn't calling you to something you can plan and you can perform and you can like map out, but God is calling you out of everything that is comfortable onto a journey. Every great person that lived for God in the Bible was called out of their comfortable comfort zone, out of security and onto a journey with God, onto a journey of a destination unknown, unknown. He had no clue where he was going. No, he said, get up and go and I'll tell you when to stop. I'll tell you is isn't it cool when God directs your steps? I mean, we all wanna be that guy, right? Hopefully, that person, but what's it gonna take? It's gonna take an act of faith. You can't have security and faith. You can't have it. You're just in God, but you're not gonna be able to plan it all out. If you live by sight, you're gonna be riding the boat. But to live by faith, you gotta say, okay, Jesus, I'm gonna follow you. I don't know where you're going, but I'm gonna go and I'm gonna sink, but I'm gonna get back up. I don't know how to swim, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna keep going, I'm gonna keep going. So how does this play on your life? What's this look like for you maybe to take a step of bold faith this week? For some of you, it could be as simple as just sharing your faith. To be as simple as just saying, hey, you know what? I need to be passionate about telling something about Jesus. Like there's a coworker that's on my heart. There's somebody that I need to invite out to church or somebody that I need to pray for. And there's somebody I'm gonna tell them about Jesus. Like I'm not gonna shut up or sit down until this is done. Like I'm going to find a way to tell them the gospel. I'm going to take them out to lunch. I'm going to start befriending somebody. I'm going to invest in their life. You know, some of us, we need to take that step of generosity. Some of us just say, hey, I'm going to take that first step. Like for some of you, you're going to do that. And you're like, whoa, this is a big step of faith because I have no idea what's going to happen because I've never done this before. And God is going to be faithful. You know, for some of you, it could be as simple as going to a life group, right? Like we're all busy. We're all busy. We're all busy. But man, never be too busy to lead somebody else, including yourself. Like, never be too busy to be like, hey, there's something there that I can learn. There's something there that I can do life with somebody. I can, I can challenge myself. And you know what's funny is you go to these groups and like three or four weeks in, you're like, man, like we should have been doing this a long time ago. We should have been a part of this. You said it yourself, right? Like we get to be a chance to, to, to model what it is to follow Christ to somebody else. We get to, we get to learn from other people. We get to make friends. Like God's calling us to do stuff like that. You know, for some of you, it's gonna be kind of crazy calling. He's gonna call youth ministry. Joe, crazy animal got one crazy person around here Joe needs some crazy people to help him okay amen and Adam and Dana and Scott you know what I'm talking about and God's calling us you know I love teenagers. you know what's the cool thing about teenagers because when you, when you speak in their life at such a young age you change the entire course of their life you think about it 15 14 13 18 and they just said hey I'm gonna follow Jesus to my life and all of a sudden it looks totally different for the next 60 years because you plant a seed, because you have a conversation. I'm a newsflash. News You're not going to be cool. <laughs> You're not that cool. I'm not that, no one's that cool. You're not that cool if their friend, okay? But if you want to serve, man, to make a difference, man, that's a spot that God could use you. That's a spot that you can invest in somebody for the future, man. God is going to move through our youth, man. Like he's going to, we're going to reach that generation. So if you know, if God's put on your heart, do it. Maybe, maybe God's calling you to serve with the kids, right? They'll run around like two-year-olds, like, Crackheads going crazy, jump on your back. You're outnumbered everywhere. You, got, you can't even play defense. They're going crazy. And it's like, God's gonna use it. You hear their story, right? And you're like, man, like I, I grew up in, you grew up in a house without what? A dad and a, a family or you don't have a family and you're struggling. And, and they might be the only thing that you positive that they see all week is you. And all of a sudden you just remind us, it's not about you. It's not about your ability. It's about humility. It's about serving. Maybe God's calling you to start a business. Maybe God's calling you to write a book and nobody may read it. It's not a guarantee. Nobody may read it, but God's calling you. So just be faithful with what God put in your hand. Like, oh, I'm going to write, write for Jesus. I don't know where it's going to go, but I'm going to start writing. I'm going to do what God has calling me to do. Maybe there's something burning inside of you. Just like a passion for people. It's a passion for God, a passion for ministry. Man, follow that passion. Don't give up on what God wants you to do. So as you grow in your faith, we grow in our faith. As you step out, we step out. As you do cool things for God, we see it and we are encouraged. As you live it out, we are encouraged by that. I'm encouraged when I see church planters doing it, man. I'm like, that is so encouraging. I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged by that. I'm encouraged when somebody says, hey, I'm gonna friend. I'm like, man, we need more of that. I'm encouraged by your faith. I wanna help you encouraged by my faith. And together we grow as a church because we're big thinking, right? We're gonna take bold steps of faith. We're gonna dream big for God. Remember, we're gonna assault God with small thinking, impossible thinking, just an unwilling attitude that we're gonna trust God taking bold steps, he's gonna provide for everything he's called us to. We're gonna take those steps now and God is gonna change and provide for us all the time. You know, we set our purpose that we connect unchurched people with Jesus until revival moves our cities, hope restores communities, that all people find a life and purpose in Jesus, all people. As a church, we have to have big prayer, right? Like we're not praying a small thing. You know, I love what Hillsong said one time. This said, if you ask God for a, a, a street, he'll give you a city. If you ask God for a city, he'll give you a, a, a community, he'll give you a state. So you go from street to city, city to state, you pray for a state, he'll give you a nation. But if you dare enough to ask God for a nation, he may just give you the world. He just may do it. And that's the kind of bold faith we wanna have, right? Like we're just gonna be that way. We're gonna say, God, we don't want just this block or this part of town, we want the nation. We want our city. We want people to know Jesus. We're going to step out. We're going to give more. We're going to, we're going to serve more. We're going to lead more. We're going to share more. We're going to do whatever it takes to reach people for Christ. That's the boldness that we're called to as a church, because the, the need is huge. Right? Jesus said, "All people come to repentance." Not if there's still one person out there, this church isn't big enough. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're afraid of a big church, man. You love for God. You love for people small, because we're reaching people. We're reaching people who need the hope. Of Christ. So I'm gonna challenge you to church to think big, to have bold faith, to get out of the boat, to take your first step of your God-sized journey that God's calling you on, calling you on. So we know this, we know that faith pleases God. It's the only way to please God. And so we believe this: that if you're faithful to build God's kingdom, he'll be faithful to build yours. If we're faithful to Him, faith-filled. It means we live through Him. He'll always be faithful to build your kingdom. You know, is God amazed by your great faith? Or is God amazed by your lack of faith? Which one do you want to be? Who are we? We're faith-filled Jesus followers. We take bold steps of faith. We dream big vision. We don't insult God with small thinking, impossible mindsets, or unwavering un, unwavering doubt. But we trust God that he provides everything for us We he's called us to accomplish. Bold steps of faith and dream big vision. Father, we come before you today, God. I pray that you do amazing things in and through us. God, I pray that you'd bless people here, God. Just give them the faith, God. Give them the courage to see you today differently, God. Pray they'd step out of the boat, God. We thank you for advance of what you're going to do in the lives of people, God. We know you're faithful, God. So whatever we commit to, God, we know you're going to show up strong. God, I pray for families today to be stronger, God. I pray for families to be healed, to be united. God, I pray for those that may be thinking through an adoption or thinking through the next phase of their life, God, with their family. I pray that be faith-filled steps, God. I got to pray for those who are called to start something new, God, that they would take the hard path. God, to be faith-filled for you. This is the end of this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another inspirational podcast. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com.